Blow ye the trumpet in Zion. Sound an alarm in my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the earth tremble, for the day of the Lord is at hand. Welcome to the Seer Report with Pastor Daniel Carlton. The Seer Report is a ministry of the Tabernacle Worship Center located on Benton Pike in Cleveland, Tennessee. Receive your fresh word from heaven today. Hello, everyone. I am Pastor Daniel Carlton, and I am the host of this show known as The Seer Report. Glad to have you with us again. And I want to give a big shout out again to all the CTN family there of Chattanooga and Cleveland and all the surrounding area of Southeast Tennessee and Northwest Georgia, North, Northeast Alabama. Not only am I the host of this particular program, I'm also the pastor of a church here in the city of Cleveland called the Tabernacle Worship Center. We're located on Benton Pike here in Cleveland. As I've stated many times before, we are here to bring you a fresh word from heaven. This is not just going to be a lesson or a Bible teaching or a uh, sermon as such that, that you would hear, but I'm here to bring a fresh word from heaven. And boy, do I have a word for you today. Wow. It, it, it's very simple, okay? Are you ready for it? Turn around. <laughs> Whoo! Are you ready for a turnaround in your life? Have you been just in the same rut? going on and on and on and just seemingly you can't get, get a breakthrough. Well, the word that I have from the Lord today is we have walked into the season of turnaround. Now, I've, uh, I've got some scriptures here that I want to read to you and going to be talking to you about here for the next uh, several minutes. So uh, uh, please get ready. Spread the word around. Tell your friends and your family that uh, there is a new program here on CTN in Cleveland and that there's a man bringing a fresh word from heaven for you. So uh, here we go. It's found in 2 Kings, please, 2 Kings. And we're going to be looking, starting with the 20th chapter, I'm going to be looking at several verses here, okay? Now, in, in this particular writing, we are uh, looking at an event that took place in the nation of Judah, uh, Judah at that point in time in history had been separated uh, from the other remaining tribes of Israel. Uh, there was the 10 tribes that separated themselves from uh, Judah and the tribe of Benjamin. Judah and the tribe of Benjamin stayed faithful to the Davidic covenant. They, their kings were of the lineage of King David. But there was one particular king here in chapter 20 that we're going to be talking about, a man by the name of King Hezekiah. Hezekiah was a uh, very good man. He loved God. He, he actually brought about revival in, uh, in the land of Judah. At this point in time, Israel, the 10 tribes who rebelled against the kings of David, they had already been conquered. They had been defeated uh, and had been carried off into captivity. And during this time of King Hezekiah's reign, we actually find were that the Assyrians who had 
conquered the northern tribes of Israel, the Assyrians had actually come and were now beginning to uh, attack Judah. They were trying to take uh, over and control Judah and Jerusalem. In fact, at the time we're reading in, in Hezekiah, Hezekiah's life here of chapter 20 of 2 Kings, uh, several areas of Judah had already been overrun by the enemy. And it ends up that uh, they were marching on Jerusalem. And that's where Hezekiah uh, was, of course, his capital was at. But at that time, the enemy at the very gates of the city, something happened. Something took place in Hezekiah's life that was totally unexpected. And we're going to talk about that here just in a few moments here. But I'm just going to share with you uh, some scriptures. Uh, Hezekiah chapter 20, verse 1. Look what it says here. In those days, talking about the days that the enemy was attacking Judah, Hezekiah was sick unto death. Man, uh, bad enough that the enemy was, you know, attacking his people. Bad enough that the enemy had already defeated uh, so many of his family and, and the different ones of, of Judah. Now there is a sickness that has come upon Hezekiah, and Hezekiah is not only sick, but he's dying. He's on his deathbed here, okay? And, and the word here says, and the prophet Isaiah, the son of Amos, came to him, came to King Hezekiah, and said unto him, Thus saith the Lord, Set thine house in order, for thou shalt die and not live. Wow. <laughs> How would you like to go to a church service and all of a sudden a prophet stands up and says, uh, You're going to die. <laughs> not too good of a word, is it? But that's what Isaiah came and shared with Hezekiah, Isaiah the prophet said, set your house in order. Get, get, it all, get it all in light but there. You see, at that point, Hezekiah didn't have a, 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 an ancestor or a relative, excuse me, uh, to take up the kingdom when he died. He had no son. He had nobody to take over the kingdom. And so it was going to be in a bad position. I mean, here is the enemy at the gates of the city of Jerusalem, and the death sentence has been sent to the king. Let me, let me ask you a question. Have you, been, have you been given a bad report? Have you been given a negative report? Has things not worked out like you thought, the enemy attacking, and yet you're getting these bad reports? Has your doctor shared with you bad reports? Well, Hezekiah couldn't have got much worse of a report than this. He's told he's going to die, and he better get everything better get everything all set up there with that. He's going to die. But then verse two begins. Now let's listen, let's listen to what happens with Hezekiah. It says that he turned his face to the wall and prayed unto the Lord. Okay, now Hezekiah is in his palace. And the scripture says that he turned his face toward the wall. So he's, he's on his deathbed already. 
He's on his sick bed. I mean, that's where he's at. He, he's on, on, on the wall. He's in, in the bed there. And he's turned his face to the wall. Bible scholars tells us very quickly that what he is doing is that he's turning his face toward this wall, but the wall is facing toward uh, the uh, temple of God. And his face, when he turns his face toward the wall, he is facing toward the Holy of Holies, where God's presence is at in the temple of God. I wonder if, uh, if Hezekiah is not remembering the words of his ancestor, King David. Remember in the book of Psalms, David actually said this. He said, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord. Hezekiah knew that he had the turn to God. When you get a death sentence, folks, there's only one, one, only one that can help you, and that is God. Come on. And, and let me just be, be honest with you, folks. Uh, doctors and sta hospital staff, they can only do so much. And then it's all in the hands of God. And that is where Hezekiah was at. He was in the hands of God. But friends... His prayer, he, remember it said he turned his face to the wall and he prayed. But his prayer, wow, his prayer is not just for his own self, but his prayer is for, <laughs> for the whole nation, the whole nation of Judah and the city of Jerusalem because the enemy is outside the gates ready to attack. You may be have give, been given a bad report on things. Maybe maybe you know you've got reports. You've lost your job. You you know the boss told you we can't use you anymore. Maybe you maybe you've got a report of bad health or or whatever you know whatever. Say maybe you got a report that your children are in a big mess. That they've got messed up their lives on drugs or things like that. Maybe you've had reports like this. But let me tell you what, your prayers are very important because your prayer is not just for you, but when you pray, it affects everything because prayer is much bigger than just for your sake because you don't know how your prayer may affect your entire family. Your prayer may affect your entire, I mean, it, it'll affect everything. Prayer right now. Oh, we need prayer right now. Oh, that we had a, that church would start praying and crying out to God. Oh, that somebody would intercede for our country even now. Our, our churches need Need to turn back to prayer. Remember what Jesus said. Jesus said, my house shall be called a house of prayer. Oh, that we need to seek the Lord. <sighs> but Hezekiah turned his face and he began to cry out to the living God. Oh, God, that you would hear me. Now, let, let's, let's read it here a little bit more here. He turned his face unto the Lord, unto the wall, and prayed unto the Lord. And here's what he had to say. I beseech thee, O Lord, remember now 
how I have walked before thee in truth and with a perfect heart and have done that which is good in thy sight. And Hezekiah wept sore. My friends, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm amazed at this prayer that Hezekiah prayed. It's so simple, isn't it? Did, did, did you see it? It's, it's not, a, not a prayer of some big, long oratory. He, he, he didn't come and start praying and quoting scriptures and, and beating his chest. Or, he just simply turned his face toward God. And he began to pray. And did you catch his word? He said, remember me. I, I know this is a shock. This is such a surprise to people. Some people feel like, that. oh, if I could just somehow pray the right prayer. If I could just somehow, you know, get a hold of God a special way and, and, and get God to hear me. If I could just some way uh, get God to move for me by praying some some big prayer. I, I, I've, I've met people who could pray. I mean, they. I met one minister one time. He could pray such prayers. I mean, he quoted words. I, I had to go home and get the dictionary out to try to see what kind of word he was. What did he mean when he said all that? I had no clue what he was talking about there when he was praying. You know, and people, but all, all Hezekiah said was simply this. Remember me. That's it. Remember me. Several years ago, my dad, uh, my, my, my earthly father, my dad, uh, he was living in Texas at the time. And uh, early one morning, a big thunderstorm, they call them Texas thunderstorms, came through the area, a little town where he was living. And uh, it ended up that he, as, as the storm, the thunder, the lightning woke my mother and father up, woke them up uh, early in the morning. About, about, I think it was about 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning when they were awakened by the big thunderstorm. Uh, my, my dad realized there was something very seriously going wrong with him and something was happening. He was having a massive heart attack. Had it not been for the thunderstorm, my dad would have died right there in his sleep. He, he would have never, never survived. My father was Air Force retired. He spent his first 20 plus years there in, in the Air Force. And uh, he was rushed to the hospital there in that little town. And then they quickly rushed him down to uh, over to Dallas, Texas, to the great VA hospital there. And uh, my mother called me up, you know, that morning and was telling me that my dad had, uh, at that time I was, I was actually living here in Cleveland at the time and said that, um, you know, my dad had suffered a massive heart attack and all. And so, uh, uh, at that time, my dad wasn't really living for God. He, he, his father had raised him up in church. My, my grandfather actually was a Wesleyan Methodist pastor. He was a, what they call a circuit pastor. He pastored three churches at, at one time there, and my dad had been raised up in that, but my dad was not, not doing right at the time when he suffered this massive heart attack. 
And it ended up that uh, uh, as my dad was rushed to the hospital, uh, they, the report was very bad. Uh, very bad. They said his heart had, portion of his heart had just exploded. It was a massive heart attack. What they call the widow maker. I mean, that's, that's how bad the heart attack was. And my dad said that they rushed him in and they were trying to, you know, keep him going and trying to, you know, do things with him there. And my dad, he, he, his testimony was this. He said that as he was laying on the table and all the nurses and the doctors were there doing, they were giving him all kind of medications and all. He said he began to watch himself go down into a very deep, deep hole, a deep pit. And uh, he said he, he just kept, and he kept swallowing him up, swallowing him up, swallowing him up. My dad told the story. He said he knew that he was dying and he was going, and that he was going down into the pit. He said that he tried to pray. He tried to, you know, Call out upon God somehow. And he said, I couldn't speak a word. He could see way up in the top of the hole, the dark pit. He could see the, he could see the nurses. He could see the staff there trying to help. And they were all yelling and saying, we're losing him. We're losing him. And my dad going down into the pit. But my dad said that even though he couldn't pray, could could come up with any kind of prayer, and he knew that he had to have God, or he was fixing to go to. He was fixing to go down into the pit. My dad said, he said somehow. I mustered up the strength, and I said one word. Whoo! I said one word. My dad, the old hardened sinner, he got the word. Jesus. <laughs> he got the word Jesus. That's all he said, Jesus. And when he said, my God, when he said Jesus, he said immediately, I began to come up out of the pit. All I had to do was say one word, Jesus. And I began to come up out of the pit. And he said, I could hear the staff say, we got him back. He's coming back. He's coming back. He's coming back. All it took was one word. Jesus. I'm telling you, friends, when you pray, it doesn't take some big, long prayer. It doesn't take some, you know, uh, great, you know, oratory or something. All you have to do is just, like King Hezekiah there said, remember me. That's all he prayed. Remember me, he said. That's what King Hezekiah, my dad said, remember me. My dad said, Jesus. You know what happened to my father? Within the next few days, I, I, I drove from Tennessee down to Texas, got out there with my dad, was there with him, my dad laying in the hospital room there. The doctors said he's had that massive heart attack. But we are amazed Something has happened because his heart is operating again. The area of his heart that was dead is somehow operating again. 
My dad got out of there. He started going to church. He gave his life to God. He, 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 he was saved. My mom and him, they ministered together. My dad actually worked in missions. It is absolutely amazing how God turned that around. And my dad in the latter years here in my ministry, he came, they moved to Cleveland. They were with us, with me, helping me in the church that I'm working with right now. He said, he would stand up and give his testimony. He said, I remember the night when God gave me a new heart. <laughs> God gave me a new heart. Years later here, and my dad went in just for an exam and the doctors went in to did, did an exam. And, and, and one of the local doctors here in Cleveland, one of the heart doctors in Cleveland, when they went in and they checked them all out and everything, you know what they found out? They said that they had never seen anything like it before but said arteries had grown out of the area of the heart that was good and went around and bypassed the area that was bad that had been damaged by the heart attack and, and, and the supply of blood was going around the bad area. They said, we've never seen anything like it. All because dad said, Jesus, let me give you a word here. All you have to do is say, Jesus. King Hezekiah said, remember me. Remember me. You ready for it? Remember me. Here we go. Here we go. And Hezekiah wept. He cried. Come on. He cried. Oh, that we had men in the church that would stand up and cry and weep before God. If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will heal their land. Oh, church men, it's time for men to pray. It's time for men to cry before God and simply say, remember me. Jesus, remember me. And here's what the scripture says in verse four. And it came to pass as Isaiah was gone out into the middle court. What, wait a minute. Where's Isaiah at? Isaiah just delivered the word. Hezekiah, you're going to die. Get your house in order. Now Hezekiah is crying out to God. And Isaiah is going back to the temple. He's in the middle court headed toward the temple. And the word of the Lord came to Isaiah. And the word of the Lord said in verse 5, turn around. Turn around is what he said. That's what God said, turn around. Tell Hezekiah, the captain of my people, thus saith the Lord, uh, the God of David thy father, I have heard thy prayer. I have seen thy tears. Behold, I will heal thee. And on the third day thou shalt go up into the house of the Lord. And I will add unto thy days 15 years, and I will deliver thee and this city out of the hand of the king of Assyria, and I will defend this city for mine own sake and for my servant's sake, David. My friends, it's time for you and I to turn our face to God because God is saying, you ready for it? This is the word of the Lord for you. You have now come to the season of turnaround. 
As Isaiah heard the word from God, go tell Hezekiah, it's the time of turnaround. As a minister, as an ordained bishop and pastor here in Cleveland, Tennessee, I look at this camera and I declare to you right now, come on, folks. The Spirit of the Lord says, it's your season of turnaround. Woo! Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is your time for turnaround. I don't, I, I don't matter how bad the situation may be. You may have been given the most negative report a person could receive. You may have received a death sentence on, on your family, on your life. I mean, people could be right now saying, just give up on your family. No! The word of the Lord is turn around, turn around. The prophet is turning around. Right now, I speak this word over you and I say, this is the word of the Lord. You have now come into the season of turnaround. The Lord God says, I will turn that thing around because I have heard your prayer and I've seen your tears. Come on, guys. Come on. I have heard your, oh, 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 I hear this. You know what? I believe that we are on the verge of a turnaround in the United States of America. I know things are looking really bad, but let me tell you, the word of the Lord says, turn Cleveland, Tennessee has a destiny. This area of Chattanooga, we have a de- We are the gateway to the south. It is time for us to turn this thing around. If you're a pastor of a church, I mean, it's time to spread this word. Tell the word, tell your congregation, the prophet has spoke. It is a season of turnaround. Turn around. Isaiah told the prophet, told, told the man, excuse me, Hezekiah, and said, King Hezekiah, in three days, you will be back in the house of God worshiping again because I'm turning everything around. Did you notice that the king was told he would go and be given 15 more years? Did you know that it's according to scripture that King Hezekiah ruled for 30 years? In other words, at the point when this was happening, he had already ruled 15 years. That means at that point then that God was adding 15 more. He was adding double to his kingdom. It's time for double, 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 double anointing, double, double power, double. Well, this is the word for you. Turn around. So let me pray with you, okay? Let me, let me just speak this word here again. The Lord says it is your season of turnaround. In the name of Jesus Christ, Son of the Most High God, in the name of Jesus, I bind up any spirit that is coming against you that would block you from getting your Turn around. The delay has ended, and now is the season of your turnaround. I plead the blood of Jesus over you. You will not die. You will not be sick. You will not be robbed of your finances. The thief will not enter into your home and rob you of your family. But I plead the blood of Jesus Christ over you right now. Yes, in the name of Jesus. I speak this word over you and I declare it is your time of turnaround. The prophet, I'm going to turn around for you. Woo, yeah, 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 yeah. In the name of Jesus, turn around. It is your time. 
God bless you. I am Pastor Daniel Carlton, and you have been witnessing the Sea Report. Receive your word today.